Creatures of the Night! Welcome to Talking Taker, episode 182 of our encyclopedic exploration, digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time, The Undertaker! My name is Alex Dorio, I want to thank you for joining us for yet another round of Dead Man Talking, and I am joined, as always, by my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy. He was there in the Georgia Dome when Goldberg won the world title as part of his iconic streak. He was there in the Georgia Dome when The Undertaker beat Triple H as part of his iconic streak. I am talking about Mr. Travis White and Travis tonight. It is Goldberg versus The Undertaker. So I guess you could say we're going streaking. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ray Stevens. <laughs> Go <and> streak. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I was thinking Will Ferrell. No. I was Go thinking the three. Who's going to meet all my friends? Yeah. Oh, man. I, uh, whew, man, I think it caught me off guard. Yeah, I did. I got yeah, you. I didn't even think about being at George Dome when Taker. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah man. Well, yeah, I was there in 98 uh, when Goldberg beat Hogan, rocking the Georgia uh, garb tonight. So. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That was just happened. Uh, just happened upon us. So. I'm rocking the uh, the Goldberg garb yeah. tonight. Uh, this bootleg T-shirt you got me uh, ten, twelve years or so ago. You found. Uh, you want to tell how you where this shirt came from? Some thrift store. I don't remember which one. It was somewhere I was at and I saw it. It's way too big, but I had to get it for you anyway. So oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'll our the occasion. Our viewers can see this because we are we're on YouTube right now. This is uh, you know it only took us 180 something episodes to get a video version of our podcast going, and <laughs> just in time for it all to be over here in a few weeks. Yeah. But uh, yeah, our last few episodes, not only in audio, but you can see our beautiful faces. You can see uh, uh, the uh, the mean mug, as you called it, exactly. Travis. Uh, my heat changing Undertaker callus. mug. Yep, mean mug, callus, baby. Uh, you can see us in all our glory, so we hope you're enjoying us on YouTube or uh, listening to us wherever you are out there. But yeah, it is Super Showdown 2019, uh, The Undertaker versus Goldberg, the dream match that turned into a nightmare. And uh, of course, hey. we will... I mean, nightmares are dreams, too. Yeah, so. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I, I, I can't argue that. <laughs> Still a dream match. <laughs> it's still a dream match in, in a sense. Yep. So uh, you know what we do here. We go through every Undertaker pay-per-view match, and, and we're going to be honest about it because that's all you can be uh, when it comes to this. Uh, you know, we're not going to – there's no way to look at this one with rose-colored glasses, folks. So uh, we'll talk about why it happened, how it happened, you know, what the, what do you even say about this stuff. But we'll, uh, we'll talk about all the build-up first. As, all uh, of it. All of it, man. As <laughs> – We'll gas up the time traveling hearse here, and uh, we're just going to take it a couple blocks down the road to, <laughs> yeah. to 2019 is where we're going to pick this up. And uh, we last left off with, uh, you know, what we thought would be uh, maybe the the most dream match. Uh, a dream match that uh, turned into, oh, man, it can't get any worse than that for The Undertaker uh, when he... Uh, teamed up with Kane to lose to D-Generation X at Crown Jewel in a, another match that fell off the rails. How could it get worse than that? Well, it starts to get worse on April 7th, 2019, because for the first time in 19 years, The Undertaker is going to be left off the WrestleMania card. WrestleMania 35 the Undertaker is not booked, man. He's the Dennis Stamp of this WrestleMania. He cannot <laughs> get on the card. Are you coming to the show Thursday night? Uh, no, no, I won't be. Why not? I'm not booked. And uh, as we saw in the Last Ride series, he was there. He was in the building. Yeah. Uh, he was kind of frustrated with events. Like, yeah, you, you got nothing for me here tonight? What's the deal, man? Because uh, it's like the longest WrestleMania ever. 
It uh, yeah. It actually it's technically the first two day WrestleMania <laughs> because it starts <laughs> yes. on the Sunday and ends on the Monday. So yeah, <laughs> the main event ended after midnight. So yeah, yeah. It's a two day WrestleMania event. So yeah, first Taker one, uh, misses it. You know, but he's backstage like you said. And didn't wasn't there? Is this the was it right before this where Starcast was and he had signed up for it or was that twenty twenty? Uh, no, it wasn't 2020, so... That was 2019. It, 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 it must have yeah. been 2019. Yeah. Yeah, well, he was, you know, and then there was that whole... Kind of him and Vince worked it all out, but people were like, oh, that's why Vince didn't put him on the show, but, like, that's not it. But, yeah, there was nothing, but we saw he was prepared because he had his stuff backstage. Uh, well, we had to go fly back home and get <laughs> his stuff. Yeah, yeah, first. he did. But he did have it. Yeah. Uh, and he had to get that stuff, not for WrestleMania, which was, you know, pretty shocking, uh, at the yeah. time, we, it, he wasn't announced, but he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't announced officially on the card last year, but we all know knew he was going to be right. there. And we all just kind of assumed, okay, it's WrestleMania. Undertaker's got to do something. They're just going to yeah. surprise us with something again. Uh, we, we even devoted, like, part of a podcast episode to speculating about stuff he might do at WrestleMania. And, yeah, it's definitely a sign of the times, a sign that yeah. things are winding down, that Vince decides, eh, you know what? I don't think we need you this year, Taker. And, um, you know, I, I, Taker, as we saw in the last Ride documentary, and as we certainly speculated, he took that personally. And uh, we're going to see how he uh, recovers from that uh, the next night on Raw. Yeah, it's not only is he not there. I mean, Cena doesn't even wrestle on him. He does a Dr. Thelgonomics thing. But, uh, you know, I think he interrupts uh, Elias. Elias. Is that it? Again, yeah. second year in a row. So, But, uh, yeah, Cena and Taker, you know, two guys that had the quote-unquote dream match the year before weren't even on the show, like, wrestling properly. So kind of weird. But, yeah, the night after Raw – I mean, the night after WrestleMania, Raw after, um, April 8, 2019, we got Elias backstage. He's strumming some tasty licks on his guitar, and mm. he's berating Cena. And, again, it's always a good a good Raw, good crowd. So he says tonight he's going to perform his rock opera, which is, Ooh. as a fan of The Who, it got me so excited. Like, <laughs> yes, we're going to hear, instead of Tommy, it'll be Elias. It's going to be great. So I was hoping uh, for more meatloaf. Oh, that's the uh, kind of rock opera I was going for. Speaking of Will Ferrell. <laughs> Meatloaf. Meatloaf. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing back there? But uh, anyway. Former well, victim of Randy Orton. Meatloaf. <laughs> Took an RKO back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Well, Elias wants to know what everybody's doing back there, backstage. And he's like, I don't care. You know, I know. He's going to show no mercy to anyone who interrupts him tonight. I don't care if it's a legend, an NXT call-up, or even Vince McMahon himself. So he's calling everybody out. So later on, he graces us with his presence. He's going to perform, and he he rags on Cena and the Dr. Thugonomics and uh, talking about him ruining his WrestleMania for the second year in a row. But um, but a year from now, it's going to be a different story, which, spoiler alert, didn't quite, it's not. <laughs> didn't quite fan out to that. It would have been cool, though. It would have. It would have been cool if they got a WrestleMania match. Yeah, I thought it, I thought they were building to that and to him and Taker at some point. So yeah. anyway, he says that, you know, Cena is no artist or musician, but he's riding his coattails. And uh, Brooklyn starts chanting the go walk with Elias, which is always a great, like very European. They do that soccer, soccer games. And it's the Seven Nation Army by um, White Stripes and uh, just great crowd, you know, big Mark crowd in Brooklyn doing that. So he's supposed to be a heel, but he can't help it. They're going to cheer for him. So. So he says tonight he's going to rap for us, which I was so excited for. So, And he says, you know, I'm sick of John Cena, WWE, I'm your biggest star. But if you want Dr. Thugonomics, then guess what? Elias is going to rap a few bars. So he's not very great at the syncopation and the syllables and stuff. But anyway, it is what it is. Well, he's talked about how what, what a terrible form of music this is. That's so, true, yeah. 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 John brought out the golden shovel, even though I can't be buried. That's what you do. I'm sitting here holding up three fingers, John. The middle one is for you. Every superstar wants to make their name on Elias. I get it. You're a fan. But mark my words. The next one to interrupt me is a dead man. Oh. <laughs> 
And, like, Brooklyn knows what's up. They just immediately lose their mind. And then the gong hits. And Elias' facials are so good. His eyes just bolted in the head. Like, it's so perfect. I really – I think Elias is underrated in my opinion. He's a perfect uh, sports entertainer. He's not great in the ring, but he's a perfect sports entertainer. So, anyway – Corey's like, you know, did Elias, is, is he clairvoyant? Can he see the future? You know, he's thinking about it. So Taker, you know, his music hits and the crowd is just uh, cheering. And, oh, yeah. you know, the, they, they love it. And the bad moon rises, light and strikes. Undertaker comes uh, to Monday Night Raw for the first time since October uh, before um, the, the battle in the, the sand over there. And uh, he gets an absolutely amazing reaction here. And he walks down the ramp and Elias is just kind of looking on disbelief and Taker though is already ready for business because his straps are already down dude he's like maybe Vince told him moments before this hey you're going out he just didn't have a chance to put his straps all the oh no 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 he said alright I'll show you who's too old for Wrestlemania exactly. I've been working out this is like you know, oh, know. that's what it is yeah. your wife leaves you and you're gonna run into her like you gotta show her yeah. You leave no, it for somebody exactly, else. All right. All right. I'll exactly show you what you're missing. Because he's looking good, man. Like his his body looks in good shape here. So yeah, he's got his, you know, straps down and uh, comes down, raises the lights, and Elias kind of backs away and he's holding his guitar. And Taker gets in the ring, stares him down. And I mean, I just I noted in my notes like no one is sitting down in the audience. The entire Barclays Center is on their feet. Just I mean, because he wasn't that mania, dude. Like he wasn't even there. So this is a very cool. Again, unadvertised. Very yeah, cool. yeah. So um, Elias goes to leave and Taker stares at him and Elias is like kind of rethinks it and he's like, mm, and he gets back in the ring and uh, I think, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, uh, Taker removes his jacket and gets a microphone and Elias faces him and they move closer to him and Elias moves a little closer to him and Taker moves forward again and so does Elias. They're kind of coming, you know, closer and closer to each other and then Elias turns turns away to walk away and Thinks twice about it again, comes running to Taker, which is a horrible mistake. Taker big boots him, goozle, choke slam, and his hat falls off. And then Taker just um, does a throat slash, hits a big old tombstone to Elias, and even does the classic pin, which is cool because the whole crowd's like, one, two, three, like it was yep. a match or something. And I love that, man. It was great. And then uh, Taker just kind of bathes in the purple lights there and uh, looked great, man. And Corey Graves calls it a ceremonial burial. So. <laughs> That's what it was. Pretty much, man. But so, like, this was awesome. This was great. But why couldn't this have been at WrestleMania the night before? I, no man. reason. Like, you could yeah. you could have done the whole Cena and Elias segment, uh, but then have you know have Cena beat up Elias, but then Elias tries to get back in the ring and try to finish this concert, and then Undertaker comes and beats him mm-hmm. up too. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, there's no reason. WrestleMania's no. always already 12 hours long. It's like, yeah. what's another 30 <laughs> minutes for Undertaker's exactly. entrance, you know? I don't know. <laughs> and it would have been symmetry with last year because all three yep. of those guys were in the segment together last year. I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, it was great. I just think yeah, it's just weird. I, yeah. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know either, man. It didn't didn't really make sense. Maybe they just wanted it for that Monday Night Raw crowd. I don't right. know, but why would you not just put it on the pay per view? So, but um, and then interestingly enough, uh, I wanted to mention this too. Back, back in uh, well, excuse me, fast forward a little bit to May. Uh, this is when WWE announces Super Showdown from Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. So they've been in Riyadh the last two, and going back to Jeddah, I think this time. So uh, they announced there's a 50 man battle royal. Uh, Triple H versus Randy Orton. Did they say it's the last time ever? I don't remember, but I mean, they told us that back in 2009, probably. <laughs> but anyway, and then Taker versus Goldberg for the first time ever. So, um, and this is going to be Goldberg's first match since he lost to Brock at WrestleMania 33. So, um, yeah, but that's just one of those. It's announced. Here you go. Now we're going to build the matches. So yeah, yeah. that's kind of that how the Saudi to... Saudi yeah. shows have been. And uh, it's weird. Could they could have done Undertaker Elias here? I mean, it's mm-hmm. like it's it, that's a weird match that we never got. That got you know has had these teases and moments between those guys. And yeah, we thought we were going to get the casket match. Kind of. We yeah. thought it was going to be back then too. So yeah, it might have been better than, than what we ended up getting. But um, you know, this is not going to have a ton of build up going into it. It doesn't need it. It's no. it's Goldberg versus Undertaker first time it's, ever. Yeah, which is the, go ahead. 
I was going to say Vince is a promoter, man. That's, a, that's all yeah. you got to do is put those names in the marquee. That's going to sell itself. So then all you got to do is promote it at this point. So Yeah, and to think of their two legendary careers and them never having crossed paths is, is pretty wild. Yeah. So uh, Undertaker's going to come out the week before or uh, just a few days before because it's going to be on Friday night. So he comes out on Monday, June 3rd, 2019. Is going to be in the main event segment uh, with a promo here to, to hype up this match. And, uh, you know, it, it is crazy. Um, I don't know if this was a match people were really dreaming about. I mean, I don't, I don't know about you. I, I was never really thinking about Undertaker versus Goldberg during the Monday Night Wars. Uh, were you? I mean, I was going Goldberg-Austin obviously right you know and goldberg rock and ddp rock and sting taker probably those you know that's but yeah i wasn't ever really thinking goldberg taker but i i could i could see that though like if i get my yeah. you know, mindset back in that the late 90s I streak could see versus streak yeah, yeah exactly so but of course in the late 90s they weren't really they didn't really talk talk about the wrestlemania streak until what his you know, with uh flair yeah 18 so yeah they didn't talk about it as much yeah uh but it is you know they're kind of two of the last guys standing from that era who can still Mm -hmm. go somewhat so it is cool and um they did tease it a little bit during that world rumble 2017 build up and Mm -hmm. interacted for a few moments during that but other than that they never really crossed paths till now and uh, the, the graphic that they're using for this match, dude, is <laughs> picture of Undertaker's great, but the picture of Goldberg is gotta be from 2003, man. It is oh, not yeah. a current day Goldberg <laughs> picture. No. Yeah, it's a, he's, his goatee is like brown. Like yes. God, yeah. And he's looking a little more stealth than he does nowadays. Yeah. It was good try. It know? cracked me up every time they used it. But um, Oh, yeah. Taker's going to come out, you know, do his big entrance. He's bathed in the purple haze as he picks up the microphone and asks if we've ever wondered what happens when you come face-to-face with death for the very first time. Does the sky become dark? Does the ground begin to rip open at your feet? Do you choke at the stench of the souls that are already gone? Goldberg, on Friday, you will get the answers to all of these questions. Because when I stand across the ring from you for the very first time, I don't want Goldberg, the family man, smiling at his wife and son, beaming with joy. I want the unstoppable, mythical icon, Goldberg. You know, I just put, sorry, man, you're going to have to go back in time for that Goldberg. (laughs) (laughs) He hasn't been around for a while. No. And then Undertaker, he gives us a promise. He says, if I, if you bring anything less, Goldberg, our first match will be the last. And I will open up the gates of hell and unleash an inhumane level of brutality for which you have never felt. Which is a cool line, but um, mm-hmm. I didn't know there was such a thing as a humane level of brutality. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there is? <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> there's a level of brutality that's you know we're all okay with, but then Undertaker's gonna take it up a notch. Yeah. Uh, he says, "When the Reaper beckons, you answer his call. I will claim your soul for all of eternity." Goldberg. You're next. And then, boom, the show immediately goes off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how fast it was. Five minutes left in the show when his music hits. So it takes him two minutes to walk in the ring. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, I mean, he... He says you're next, and it's like, oh, raw, boom, he goes off. It's like, yeah. it's, that's it, dude. The little bug on the screen that, that has the like the, the copyright comes on before yeah. his promos, even yeah. like before he even says his last line. So clearly they are pressed for time here. And it's funny, on the network they actually have the end of the promo. That's like bonus footage of Undertaker here. Uh, so they clearly missed their cue because all right. it is is he says – and at Super Showdown, you will rest in peace. And then ah. his music plays. <laughs> so 
and he d- walks up the r- ramp, does the fist raise and everything. So uh, it's funny that they missed their cue on this night. Uh, maybe, oh, yeah. maybe a bad omen for going into the pay-per-view that they can't time this right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's um, like um, waiting for like a hidden track on like a CD and it's just or like something like a, uh, a Marvel after credit scene, but it's just the one with Captain America. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Basically like, why'd you wait this long? Yeah, yeah exactly. Bonus footage. We'll stay tuned for bonus footage. Rest in peace. Done. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <Yeah. laughs> um, there is some other cool stuff uh, on the network on this episode of Raw. And they actually interview a bunch of legends backstage about this match. I think they used it on WWE.com uh, back at the time. Uh, they talked to uh, Jeff Jarrett, Tyson Kidd, Mark Henry, The Miz, and Ricochet. And they all give their thoughts about this match. And, you know, this it's not essential stuff to go watch. But I, I sat there and watched them all because they're just like, you know, 90-second interviews. Yeah. And they're fun because they're all in kayfabe. Like, they were all analyzing, like, who really has the edge all this stuff in their match um every single one of them give the edge to undertaker which is funny no doubt um jeff jarrett and mark henry they both point out that they're two of the only guys who have ever faced both undertaker and goldberg um tyson kidd actually makes a great point as he points out that goldberg actually has won a world title more recently out of the two of them so you know goldberg might have an advantage going into it but mark henry got the best comment out of any of these interviews though because the interviewer asks him uh, who do you think's who do you think's gonna win this one and mark henry says listen man i ended up in a coffin i got some bumps and bruises from goldberg but i got put in a coffin so how could i not go with undertaker exactly <laughs> you I can't argue that with that that's, that's, yeah i can't argue with that's... that logic no, I mean, yeah, it's exactly right. You can't argue with that. That's great, man. That's yeah, fantastic. just some fun extra stuff because uh, there's not too much to talk about here. So, yeah, because that's going to take us to SmackDown the next night. This is SmackDown still on uh, Tuesday nights for the next what four months. Um, so Goldberg makes his um, is advertised to appear on SmackDown for the first time ever tonight, which we were talking before we started recording that. We think he may have appeared in the build-up to the WrestleMania 20 match with Brock, but can't confirm that, so y'all can help us out. I'm not going to Google it right now, but y'all can help us out. But I think that he did appear, at least at some point. It wasn't a match or anything, but yeah, he was always a Raw guy when he was in WWE the first time. Well, in the second time. But anyway, so he comes out for the main event segment here, and the crowd's chanting his name for his music and uh, gets the entrance from the back, you know, with the security, the little J-Brones around him. Camera follows him through the back like it's WCW, and he makes his entrance. And I thought something cool though—he he shakes this little boy. I think he's got Down syndrome or something. He shakes his hand on the way down, and it's kind of cool. I mean, Goldberg is always—he wants to be—he's a superhero. That's what he wants to be, you know, as someone the kids can look up to. And I just always appreciate that about him as as a guy, not you know, kayfabe aside. I oh, yeah. appreciate that about Goldberg. But he soaks in the applause, and he's you know blown away because he always gets a really good ovation when he comes. And so um. Chants get louder and louder for him, and he just, you know, thank you, Laredo, which is always funny. <laughs> like, um, but uh, he says he's been waiting over 20 years to go one-on-one with The Undertaker. So um, that would have been, what, 20 years with 99. So he was who went ahead and let his streak be broken at the end of 98. And he's like, um, now that that's broken, we'll go with Taker. <laughs> but um, he said, you know, that Undertaker made an interesting point last night on Raw. He said, you know, I'd... It, he didn't want to share the ring with the family man, but with the machine that went 173 and 0. He says, you know, Goldberg says that made a switch go off in his head, and he doesn't want the family man Goldberg anywhere near Undertaker. He said he left that one at home. Uh, more chance in the crowd. Goldberg says that he guarantees Taker will get the man he's been watching for 20 years. He says we'll all find out who the better man is on Friday night. Because Undertaker, you're next to rest in peace. So they're dad joking, stealing each other's, you know, yep. uh, lines here and everything. So, um, but they have time still here to go on. And Undertaker's gong hits and the lights go out. And um, 
they come back up and um, Undertaker actually standing behind Goldberg in that purple haze in the ring and Goldberg turns around and is kind of laughing, you know, because he's not his character would be it'd be stupid if he was scared about this, you know. Oh, he's, yeah. Yeah. he's the beast, he's a monster, you know. So he uh is, you know, turns around and faces him and the crowd's chanting, you know, holy bleep at it because it's I mean it's the first time they've gone face to face that we've ever seen, you know. So aside, first, I mean, aside from, yeah, aside like, from that like, couple years ago. Aside from the role, just the first time that, you know, we know we're getting a match and you see them in the ring for the same time, you know, yeah. so that's pretty cool. It's a big, it's a big deal. And they get, they get in Laredo. So, but um, anyway, so they kind of uh, stare at each other and Goldberg kind of laughs. Uh, and then Taker steps in closer and the gong hits again. Lights go out. They come back up and Taker's gone. And then Taker, uh, like I said, he's gone. And Goldberg, it's like kind of clapping. And he's like, so that's it he's like all right friday night it is then and then he says uh, something no one ever told taker is to <laughs> he says big man bring your jock strap and tighten that some bitch up tight because it's gonna be a ride <laughs> no one in 182 episodes has ever said that to talk to taker <laughs> We've never uttered that sentence on Talking Taker, so um, took us, a, took us way too long to say that, yeah. man. Yeah, so I'm gonna start saying that to you before that. we start recording every week, though. <laughs> Tighten that jock strap up; it's gonna be a ride. Yeah. I love Goldberg, wow. man. How do you yeah, not love Goldberg? I know. How do you not? He's great, dude. He's great. So. It's, 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 it's so crazy because. It, it, during his prime, WCW, and then even the first first run in WWE, he was not known for his promos. Mm-mm. Like he was not great behind the mic. That was not something you ever thought of with Goldberg. But as soon as he came back in in 2016, 2016. best promo guy in the business, <laughs> man. Because he just it was so real. It was so emotional. It was so honest and so intense. He didn't have – never does Goldberg come out here with a script, man. He's no. just kind of – And nobody wrote that and have to. Yeah. And if he does, he forgets it. And he's said that <laughs> before. He goes, he's like <laughs> – He says, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> I exactly. love Goldberg promos, man. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, Goldberg promos post-2016 are fantastic, man. It's so good. They're so good. So It's, it's like old said, school, just, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Tighten your jockstrap. <laughs> it's going to be a ride. So. <laughs> I don't know. Just, uh, anyway. Well, tighten them up, folks, because uh, we're headed there to Saudi Arabia. June 7th, 2019, Super Showdown from King Abdullah International Stadium. Oh. King Abdullah the Butcher. What if they brought him out for this show, man? Be sick. He's still alive? Uh, yeah. Right? Okay. I, I can't remember. I think so. Is he still alive right now? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. I can't keep up. With... Okay. Uh, Abdullah the Butcher. <laughs> His restaurant is not open. I know that. <laughs> Sadly. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's still he's alive. He's 80 years old. Okay. Oh, man. He's, it's perfect for a Saudi show. <laughs> <laughs> He's got another 10 years or so left in him, man. He might get that Saudi money to open his restaurant back up. Ooh. <laughs> in the Georgia Dome. Oh, God. Well, uh, wow, this... he's been married a lot of times. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Wikipedia. Who would marry him? Uh, anyway, this uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is a show. Uh, I, I do actually watch this one live. Um, cause it started at two in the afternoon, Eastern time. And, you know, I got off work at five, drove home and it's just in time for the main event to come on Undertaker and Goldberg. So I, so I put it on and I uh, got treated to this little match here and uh, it is going to be the main event of the evening. Like you said, stacked card, Triple H and Orton, Roman Reigns and Shane McMahon, uh, <laughs> which is going to play into our next yeah. episode next week. Strangely, that actually does make sense, and it plays in the next week's episode. So yeah, and uh, then you got Michael Cole, Corey Graves, Renee Young again on commentary yeah. tonight, and um, we get a big video package. You know, kind of hyping up both guys' careers before the matches. And dude, what? This is my pet peeve. There's we don't have that much to talk about. I'm just gonna start ranting here. Why is it when you go on the network, it doesn't have the video package before the match? 
Like, if you go to that chapter, yeah. it takes you to the match, and I have to rewind two or three minutes. Like, you know, just let me have the video baggage on there, or have it be its own chapter. Come on, you Peacock! Think, yeah, maybe Peacock will fix it. Yeah, you think that when you click on, like, Go Over Taker, it'd take you to the video right. to build up to it, you know? So, that's always bugged me about the network. I, I guess some people are just... If they're just watching matches, but most people aren't doing what we're doing. So they're oh, just watching the matches. They're match. not? Like, no. <laughs> no. No so. one else is insane. <laughs> oh, they're plenty of insane wrestling fans, I think. Way more insane than us. But yeah. But I think I said they just want to go watch the match, you know. But if I was, I would like that. If I was showing somebody, you know, a non wrestling like fan, if you haven't match, seen it in yeah. a long time, like, yeah. you could just get the whole. Instead of doing what we do, you yeah. can get the whole story of the match right there. In those two exactly. minutes or whatever. Ah, yeah, whatever. I don't know why they don't do that, but yeah, we'll see. Anyway, Let I'm just trying to peacock. fill time. <clears throat> well, like I said, you know, uh, this part of Taker's career, uh, we've been saying this every every week. I said it a few minutes ago that Vince is a promoter. He knows how to promote, you know, whether no it's going to be no a great match or not. And this one thing, I never thought we'd talk about this guy for this. It just popped in my head. Disco Inferno. He used to say on Vince Russo's podcast. Another WCW icon. Probably a multiple of the 173 and 0 industry. He (laughs) probably was 18 of those. Yeah. (laughs) Him um, and Hugh Morris. (laughs) Yeah. He would say that it doesn't, like, the money is already there. Like, like the, the, the match isn't five stars. It doesn't matter because the promoter got what they wanted because the like the money's already been paid for. You know, it's like the people have already bought tickets for the show because of what's promoted, or they've ordered it on the network or pay per view, whatever. Like so, to, that's a good point. Honestly, it doesn't mean you go out there and give them a stinker on purpose, he's right? Because that, then like, they're not going to pay you money again. Exactly, but he's just saying that like that's some fans forget that sometimes. Like it is a business; they are trying to promote things, you know, and. Which is why I was surprised that Brock Lesnar didn't come back at the Royal Rumble this year in 2021 and right. go headline with Roman because they're going to be on the net on the Peacock Network and more eyes than ever on WrestleMania. But anyway, um, this uh, I say I have to say that you know Vince knows how to promote. You know, and, and this sold people tuned into the show to see can Taker redeem himself from that stinker of a tag match and you know Taker Goldberg the first time so. And again, the money is already there. Like you, you, you can take it or leave it, but the the, the money's been made. So I, and he knows how to promote it, and he get, this video gets you hyped for the match, man. It's just too bad it's twenty years too late. So. And you know, you know, another thing I think is true. Um, kind of uh, when when you look back at this, it might make you scratch your head if you were, you know, in, in the year two thousand, thinking Vince is going to have Goldberg and Undertaker still main mm-hmm. eventing a pay per view like Goldberg. Vince is going to have Goldberg main eventing in 2019. Um, and I don't know if this is true, but something I think about is Vince is getting old. You know, Vince is mm-hmm. in his 70s. And uh, the Vince McMahon that made fun of uh, your billionaire Ted and the Huckster and the Nacho mm-hmm. Man, that Vince was young. And that Vince was like, I'll never, I'll never get old. I'll never have old guys in there. Mm-hmm. But then Vince starts to get old, and I think he starts to – he doesn't want to put his old guys out to pasture because that right. means, oh, well, someone's going to put me out to pasture soon. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. like, no, I'm I, I'm 73. I could still I can still go. Heck, Goldberg's 50. Undertaker's 50. They can still go, pal. Like, it's yeah. not that big a deal. Like, I, I, I just think – and, you know, now Edge is winning the Royal Rumble and, you know, MVP is coming back. It's and Christian coming back. Like, it's all sorts of – old guys that the old Vince McMahon, uh, the old young Vince McMahon, he would never do stuff like that. Right. But now that he's older, he's gotten a little more soft uh, to these older guys. Uh, I don't know. I think, you're, I think you're spot on, man. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I think that Tony Khan is the age right now that Vince was when he bought WWF from his dad. Wow. I think he was 34, 6, whatever. I'm pretty sure I heard that on Busted Open, and I think that was... True, don't quote. But anyway, mid or early mid thirties is what he was when he bought that from from his dad. So which is how the old Tony Khan is now in AEW. So it's kind of again, and they have more youthful aside from the old guys like Jericho. But other than that, you know, relatively, yeah, yeah, relatively, you know, guys who are 
in their early 20s there, you know, so like the attitude Eric kind of was. But anyway, yeah, we digress. But um, so for this main event, Goldberg's music hits, and I just, man, his WWE music doesn't do it like the WCW one did for me, man. It's just, it's almost the same, but they have to, you know, make it a little bit different. And I just, I miss the old one uh, from WCW. But anyway, he gets the Saudi security knocking on his door, and you hear him, you can hear him behind the, the door, like, <laughs> and then, like, the door just shakes. Like, there's a, like, it was that, what was that segment with Kane and somebody else backstage? It was many, many episodes ago. And, like, Kane was behind the door and it was shaking around and all that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who I, was that? I blocked was it out of my mind. Christian? Uh, I, was, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something but, uh, like that. I'm not a betting man, but the odds are that he headbutted that door. And that's why I shook because he comes out and his forehead is bleeding immediately, which, oh, yeah. Not- <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. uh, might have knocked himself a little silly uh, mm-hmm. with that one, as uh, he has been known to do during these times. But yeah, tell you what, man, the music may not may be a little bit off, but the uh, the entrance is still awesome. Oh, great. I mean, you talk about iconic entrances, Goldberg, Undertaker, man, the two of the mm-hmm. most iconic ones every single yeah. time they come out. Um, the, there's a giant screen here in this stadium with a really cool Goldberg logo on it. Yeah. He's got the smoke. He's got the pyro. He's kicking. He's screaming. He's bringing the intensity level. It feels like 1998 as, as he's doing that and getting ready. And, uh, he actually, um, he, uh, he's, not standing in the smoke like he used to back in WCW, but he's still going through it here. Oh, and yeah. um, his still a sight to see. Still a sight to see. Uh, he has to wait around for a little while in the ring because they're uh, getting something ready up on the big stage. But uh, as he's standing there, Michael Cole brings up a questionable statistic for Goldberg. Yeah, yeah. He says that there's only one man in wrestling history to hold the WCW World Heavyweight Title the WWE title, and the Universal title, and that's Goldberg. But I want to pick a bone with that because he held the WWE World Heavyweight title, which was the big gold belt from WCW that they transferred over and Eric Bischoff handed Triple H. So he didn't hold the WWE title that has lineage back to, you know, Bob Backlund and and, and the same one that Hogan held and all that stuff. Like, he doesn't have that. The same one that Austin held. So so what he actually held was the Universal title, the WWE title, and the WWE's WCW title basically yes. back in those two. So, which, which, as we were watching this match and building up to this, it was before Royal Rumble 2021. I was terrified he was going to beat Drew McIntyre to actually hold the WWE title yes. and be and complete that, that statistic. So, whew, he did not. He but, did um, not. Thank you. He, he would have. But, um, yeah. So, anyway, there was an interesting statistic that if you weren't nitpicky like we were, you'd be like, oh, yeah, great. <laughs> but no, I had to call him out on that. So. Oh, absolutely. That's what we do here. Uh, And I'm going to call out WWE because they start playing this ominous music and we see the Druids come across the stage for the first time in a while. Where's the Druids music? Where's the Latin chanting? Uh, Dude, this is so weird. They don't Mm -hmm. use that here. It didn't make the plane ride over to Saudi Arabia as they uh, carry some torches across the stage and we see what they were getting set up on the stage is a whole ton of caskets lined up across yeah. the stage as the, the gong hits. And um, th- this is really cool. I think you kind of mentioned this on the last episode, uh, but I really noticed it here. Every time the gong hits at the beginning, the crowd pops. It's mm-hmm. like, bong, yeah, bong, yeah. Which they don't do in the U.S. Like no, that's not a thing. Uh, but it was a cool little thing they did here. Yeah, I liked it, man. I, I dug it. It's really cool. And um, the lightning crashes and the gong continues to go. Flames are shooting up in front of the caskets. And then Taker actually rises up uh, in front, like from the stage, like comes up, you know, out from below, which we've seen at WrestleManias and stuff. But um, really, really cool. Just again, the production here, and there's a wall of smoke and lasers behind him, and his silhouette, silhouette appears and. Just a really, really neat visual. The Death Star's behind him, or the <laughs> full moon, you know, moves behind him, and he's got his long black trench coat on, leather pants, and his little singlet top, and he does have the, t- the, the straps pulled up this time. So he does. not business time quite yet. <laughs> so. I'll tell you what, though. This is, this is probably 
one of my my top five Undertaker entrances ever. It's man. awesome. It, the visuals are incredible. Mm-hmm. The camera shots, the lasers, the smoke, all the production mm-hmm. beforehand. It's probably in the top five longest too. But he takes oh, yeah. his freaking time going down to the ring here tonight. Um, but we do get that awesome. They've perfected that shot where it's kind of to the corner as he as he's raising the lights up in the corner, yeah. and the enormous stage is behind yeah. him. They, they they're doing that with every entrance now. It, it's fantastic. And uh, Michael Cole says something cool that uh, these two men they did battle every week during the nineties, mm-hmm. but it was never face to face. But instead, as the leaders of their respective companies during the Monday Night War, which is a cool way to frame this it, match. Oh, yeah. I, I dug that. And kind, it kind of made me wish that that was more of the story. Like they had a couple more weeks of build-up, and that was kind of the story. Kind of like Sting and Triple H was supposed to have been, you know, they brought a little bit of that up with their WrestleMania match, you know, in yeah. WrestleMania 31. So yeah. it would have been kind of cool to have dug into that a little bit more. But it's what it is, you know. Um, but we get the championship style introductions by greg hamilton again not a championship match but we get the big it's a big fight feel again this they know how to promote this and goldberg's introduced first great ovation but then man when they announced taker it's just it goldberg's was great but taker's ovation is just phenomenal like it's just there's nobody like him dude it's just crazy so yeah and then mike kyoto calls for the bell and again i just wrote that we got a big fight feel again like it's just another big fight feel they just really know how to the two behemoths just going to slug it out here yeah man and again much like the the dx match last week you know you, you might roll your eyes at the match announcement you might think oh my gosh do we really need to see these two old guys facing off with each other i get right. it and i and I, you know i i'm like that sometimes but right here undertaker and goldberg face to face they both look like they're in great shape mm-hmm. they come staring down you're not a wrestling fan if you don't get goosebumps here. At this moment, not knowing yeah. what's about to happen, <laughs> but probably watching it live, come on. Come on, dude. This is that visual, the, these icons we've never seen face before. And, I mean, I was honestly thinking, dude, these guys go, they do what Lesnar and Goldberg did. They go, like, ten minutes max, you know, hope more like, five or six minutes, just like big move, big move, big move, go home. This will be awesome. This will be great. And I think that's kind of what the intention was here as um, Goldberg kind of looks up, take her up and down and smirks at him and gives Taker a throat slash. Mm-hmm. Taker doesn't like that. And he gives Goldberg a right hand. And then Goldberg comes back with a spear right off yeah. the bat immediately just spears him takers down and then goldberg just waits for taker to get up and you know kind of crouches in the corner taker gets up and he hits him with another spear covers for a two count so i just wrote it's a to me that's a great start based on you know goldberg's recent matches and um i just really dug it like you you kind of know after that brought lester those brought lester matches in 2016 and 17 that it's going to be basically as if you stored up all your finishers if you're playing a video game i'm just going to hit them all like that's but that that works. There's a time and a place for that, and it works for these these types of matches with him. Yeah, it worked last Sunday at Royal Rumble with Drew McIntyre. It was great. So, and, but um, and then Undertaker sits up after yes. two spears. He does the Undertaker sit up. This match is five stars right now, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> you end it after this first minute. This match is five stars. No, oh, yeah. um, Undertaker, he gets up, he goozles Goldberg. The Goldberg's gonna roll out, and he's gonna do his leg lock submission that he's been known to do and uh, works the leg over for a little bit. But Taker's going to make the ropes as the crowd starts chanting, Taker, Taker. Oh, yeah. They're in it for him for sure, man. And he's going to get Irish whipped in the turnbuckle and Goldberg runs at him, but Taker moves. And this is where Goldberg smashes his head on the ring post as like for a shoot, like legit. And he kind of, you see him and you hear it, and it's just like it's you know what's happened. And oh, you he, hear Corey he Graves. Around. He says, yeah. "Uh oh, yeah." Corey says, "Uh oh, yeah." He knows, <laughs> like that's the shoe. He's like, "Oh, whoops." So, um, and then Goldberg turns around. There's blood all over his head. And at that point, I mean, everything up to that was just like you said. It, if they'd have hit a tombstone or Jack Cameron and ended it right there, it'd have been fun, man, fun little sprint. But this is where things sadly take a turn. Yeah, it gets 
real bad. Goldberg's face is real, real bad. I mean, he is gushing blood pouring down his face. It is real ugly here. Undertaker work. (laughs) Not for him. Never. (laughs) Undertaker, you know, he's a pro. He kind of takes a minute and just like kind of collect himself and try to get Goldberg to collect himself. They Mm -hmm. try to see how bad it is. So they kind of like he just kind of works Goldberg over in the corner for a second, throwing soup bones at him. But I mean, you can tell, like, mm-hmm. you can tell he's got a concussion real bad. Mm-hmm. He didn't just buzz his head open. He is not there. He is woozy and can hardly stand because Undertaker starts working over the arm and Goldberg, like, can't even keep his feet underneath him. Yeah, he's got spaghetti legs, dude. And Taker goes up for old school. He nails it, but then. Goldberg just can't sell it right because he just he's just he's not there, man. He just got knocked loopy and Taker taunts for a choke slam as Goldberg holds himself up on the ropes and Taker goozles him, hits a choke slam, and Goldberg just lands real hard. Like not <laughs> yeah. a good looking back bump. Like he he did not absorb it at all. He just kind of like when Foley hit to the cell. Like when he hit the ground, like just very much wasn't expecting that. He wasn't ready for it. Uh, somehow better than when Undertaker choke slammed Hulk Hogan in 2002, though. Who knew it was coming? Yeah. <laughs> somehow it was better than yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. dude, straight up, I remember watching this two years ago. Thinking, pin him, pin him. Mm-hmm. Just like, just let it be over, man. This needs call it to be. Yeah. Just call it right there, man. He ain't there. He's busted open. Just forget it. Um, but Taker muscles Goldberg up for a tombstone too, and again. It's a miracle Goldberg doesn't get hurt even more here because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't protect himself at all and basically lands straight on his head here. And Goldberg kicks out again, like literally off of instinct. The Mm -hmm. ref and taker should have just held his arms down here and just called it a night. But, you know, they're old school guys. They have a lot of pride. They want to see if they can... You know, Goldberg could just shake it off and mm-hmm. and get back to it, and uh, it's 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 gonna get worse. Well, after that Goldberg kick out, you see Taker look at Mike Kyoto, and he kind of has his arm up, and he tells him something. I couldn't, I rewound a few times to see if I could hear, but I think what it was was just like, let's just stay at home, <laughs> let's just go. So, um, but he starts slugging away at Goldberg in the corner with some body shots, and Goldberg ducks a clothesline, and they collide with a double clothesline in the middle of the ring, so they're both down and. Both of them struggle to get up, and Mike Kyoto is legit checking on Goldberg. You can see it. They do the yeah-boo spot in the middle where they're just trading punches back and forth, and, of course, Taker's getting all the yes. So then we're about to go into the, the greatest hits. <laughs> uh, Taker whips Goldberg into the corner. Big splash, snake eyes. But he's going for that big boot, and Goldberg spears Taker as he comes running, Ooh. which, yeah, you know, that's a, that's a cool spot. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's probably supposed to come a lot later, but it, but it's cool and all. And then Goldberg signals for the jackhammer. And oh, I'm just thinking, don't do it, man. Don't do it, Taker. Call the audible. Dude, just, like, just change it, man. And, and Michael Cole on commentary, too, he just says, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> he's, he's thinking yeah. the same thing. He's thinking, don't do this, guys. And, uh... Michael is correct. There is no way Goldberg's going to get this jackhammer off. What did you no. call it before we went on the air? Oh, the jacked up hammer. The jacked up hammer. They should make that a move on like the SmackDown vs. Raw wrestling games. Yeah. The jacked up hammer. That'll end things. <laughs> um, well, yeah, like you said, Cole, is he's a prophet. He's right. He knows there's no way. And Goldberg attempts the jackhammer, but... Man, talk about a brain buster. Like, Taker lands on his neck, his head. It is a very ugly spot, and it would break a man's neck. Like, if I got hit with that, my neck would be broke. I wouldn't be walking again. And, like, Taker I mean, goes on the sand on the last ride, yeah. he's, like, two inches from, you know, being paralyzed. So. Yeah, easily. Yeah. It's just, the neck's nothing to play around with. <laughs> it's a, it's especially when you're up in age and 50 years old. Like, it was so ugly, man. I have no idea how Taker... Uh, is able to literally walk away from this. Well, you can kind of see it. Like he, 
you know, Taker never lets stuff get to him here, but but he kicks out of this, and like you can tell, he's kind of like, mm-hmm. whoa, like for a second, like that was bad, like uh, that, mm, I, yeah, <laughs> you, you see it across his face. Yeah, and what's funny too is like so, Gold, like you said, Goldberg covers Taker, and he kicks out, but the crowd doesn't even respond to the kick out. Like, they don't even like, oh, like there's no, like, they knew that that was ugly, they knew that was wrong. So, um, but I just thought it was interesting because like i said they don't bite on that as a near fall because they're just like oh no i'm worried about taker yeah so, then goldberg taunts and taker and gets taker up for a tombstone and taker flips over his back and again we should have learned from the roman reigns match let's just get that out of our arsenal you know um, especially, especially when you got a concussed 50 year old in there with you <laughs> so, Dude, yeah. what were the who were either of them thinking i mean what was taker thinking i know goldberg wasn't thinking like Come on, Taker. You know that's not going to happen. And I, this is where Taker is just like, enough is enough. Because he just gets straight up, mm-hmm. picks up Goldberg, choke slams him, goes for the cover. Ugly. Yeah, ugly choke slam. I, I'm sure he whispered to Goldberg, stay down, Bill. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kyoto counts three. And thank God, at eight minutes and 35 seconds, this match is over. When's the last time Taker won with a choke slam, dude? Yeah, like against uh, a like a giant time. Gonzalez or somebody. Like I mean, that. it's been yeah, it's, it's crazy. Rare. Yeah, and you know, Taker looks obviously frustrated. Like you said, he doesn't doesn't do that often. But he, I think, just the shame of Crown Jewel, and then this being like we're gonna we're gonna show him here. We still got it, and then it just it meeting. Everybody's expectation, which them saying they should be doing this and then proving people right, that's just you could just see it wash over his face. And, um, but of course, the, the crowd's cheering, you know, they're happy with the outcome. And commentary is trying to put it over as an epic match because it took three spears and a jackhammer. Um, which again, had the, had the match played out like it was supposed to, that would have been a cool story to, to have told, you know, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, the real shame of all of it here is um, it is sad. It's sad to watch. It's sad to see these legends like this. But the real shame is that it's just it's because Goldberg got hurt in such a mm-hmm. way. You know, it, it wasn't because these guys were too old. It wasn't because they right. were just like out of breath, botching stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, Goldberg freaking got concussed a minute into the match, much like Triple H getting hurt five minutes into that yeah. match. Is that because they're both old? Yeah, probably. And that's probably a sign that they shouldn't have been in there. But, uh, you know, there's still, you know, that glimmer that, like, it might could have been good, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not completely Undertaker and Goldberg's fault. You know, that's a freak thing that he got injured that badly off of that move. A move that Goldberg does all the time. And he's done that yeah. spot a billion times. So it just, it's it sucks. Yeah, it wasn't like he showed up out of shape, like you said. Yeah. It wasn't like he didn't prep for it or he didn't have his tan <laughs> like staying in 97. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't like that. It was just uh, an accident in the ring, you know. But like you said, is that because he's so old? Probably. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, that, that that is sad because what could have been, you know? What could have been? So, but... Tell you what was is a lot more fireworks. A oh lot, yeah, dude. I don't know if they bring these over with them or <laughs> buy them there, but there's no more left in Jetta. Uh, <laughs> kicking wings making a fortune over in <laughs> Saudi Arabia, man. He's only got snakes and sparklers. He can afford these now because they're he's got that WWE money, that Saudi money. Yeah, kicking wings. <laughs> I couldn't remember yeah. his name for a second. Uh, man, yeah. yeah, dude, what? What else can you say, man? It's just a huge yakaroni with extra cheese. Just a huge disappointment. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, we love Undertaker. He's our man. But you just have to say it. This has got to be probably the worst match of his entire career. The most disappointing match for sure. Again, it's because of an injury. So it's, you know, it's not because of the fault of either guy's technical ability or anything like that. But it, it, it just is. You know, it's it's the worst. It sucks. It's not fun. It's it's brutal. Painful to watch. I tell you what, though, man. If you tell me to watch this or a hide and right match, I'm taking this. Mm, I don't even know, man. This I is am. this Just is tough to watch. Just because of the spectacle Ugh. of it, 
I'll take this over a Mr. Anderson or a hide and run match. <laughs> That's uh, I can't not say because that. It's man. Good. Not because I know. it's good. I know. But I... because of the spectacle of it. Mm. Because there's so many fireworks. <laughs> there was that. Well, the entrance Cole, was great, you know. Yeah. Michael Cole says, you know, I don't you don't know how many more taker moments we have, so savor them, which is true, you know. He's there's not many more, as we know, because we're winding down here on the the last ride to uh, you know, of the Undertaker's career here, so but again, it had the outline of a good match, two icons that just didn't come off right, and this is going to cause Taker to continue to, as Triple H said, chase the dragon. It's going to take us to it. next month, you know. And and they said, and uh, I think it was in the last ride, and I've heard Goldberg say in interviews, like it was, it's June, like, and it's hot over there. Like it was, what were they thinking? He's like, I don't think that we thought about it. Like, it's it's so hot, you know, and so. They're over 50, they're hot, it's just, they only wrestle twice a year, like, if that, so, you know, he's like, I'm not making excuses, I'm just saying, like, we should have thought about some of these things beforehand, so, you know, but this was not the last match of his career, and uh, we're going to get to a, a fun one coming up here. We will get to a fun one, thankfully, man, it's, it's been a rough, rough couple weeks uh, yeah. here on the podcast, but we will keep rolling, rolling, rolling down that ever-shortening road all the way to the last ride as we hit Extreme Rules 2019. The Undertaker and Roman Reigns, the Graveyard Dogs, going up against Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. How about them dogs, brother? Exactly. That's right. <laughs> How about, How about them, them dogs? <laughs> that will be a fun one. It will be cool to watch Undertaker get a little bit of the magic back in that tag team match. Uh, but that's next week. We want to hear your thoughts on this one. You know where to find us at Talking Taker on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, a lot of you gave us your comments on this one. Uh, some of the best one were some some gifts that we got from uh, <laughs> Zach L two one seven of a literal car crash <laughs> to describe <laughs> this match, which popped the both of us. Oh yeah. Um, Randy Turco uh, said, "I just remember thinking." Much like Sting at this point, it's too late. Uh, didn't think it would be good. Didn't watch it live for that reason. But I wasn't aware Undertaker would almost get killed during it either. Uh, maybe if they had the luxury of a cinematic match, Randy suggests. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Uh, Rachel Strzok said Taker landing on his neck and in a lot of uh, just uh, getting sick emojis, which is about right. Uh, Stranger Rings podcast said they did a watch along for this match. Uh, that's fine. I have to check that out. Said the first minute or so started hot, went way yeah. downhill after that. Some of the scariest bumps you'll ever see. Um, collecting Dead Man said good match until Goldberg hits his head on the post, which is that's true <laughs> for yeah. for two minutes. It's pretty that's good. <laughs> he should have stayed down at the tombstone, and would have been good if that had happened. Which you're at five minute match would have been fine. Um, <clears throat> Princeton John had a great gif of uh, Tom Hanks just reacting and just being disappointed at things and <laughs> said this match is like the gobbledygooker reveal so much hype for the egg not sure what's going to happen and a lot of excitement then Gooker came out and it was just insert Tom Hanks cringe face <laughs> <laughs> also happy Taker was not killed after this match <laughs> yeah good died man um, man Facebook. I want to talk about Facebook. We don't talk about Facebook too much, but our we, we've had a lot of interaction on Facebook of late. Our, our, our page numbers have kind of shot up yeah. in the past few weeks, which is cool. And uh, Taylor Jones commented on your Facebook post. Travis said he discovered the podcast way too late. Started listening early <laughs> last year. Sad the end is near, but excited to have lots of episodes to go back and listen to. Taker is one of my favorites. Y'all do a fantastic job going through his career. So thanks for joining us, Taylor. It's never too yeah, late. Never too late. And that's why you know, they're archived there. And you can enjoy it after this ride's over, too. You know, Go back and listen to some of the old stuff. You can pick and choose. That's why we do it the way we do it. We give you the whole story building up to it. So... We get it all into context for you so you don't have to go watch every single match like we do. So. Uh, Mark Short, just want to shout him out on Facebook yeah. as well. He gives a lot of comments on all our episodes every week, so appreciate you Martin listening. Uh, I wish. Dude. <laughs> Jiminy Glick listening to our episodes. 
Ed Grimley. And then on YouTube, like I said, we posted the video of last week's podcast, uh, sort of a just a trial run, surprise thing I threw up there. And Adam Davies said, uh, YouTube rocked it amazingly well. Please continue this trend on for the final episodes. Then I'll take a whole talk and take a rerun for 2001 to now to listen to. So love that, Adam. And you got it, man. We'll do these videos uh, up to the end. Um, Instagram just to hit all the social media. I did a little Q&A on Instagram uh, last week. You guys asked me some cool questions about the pod and favorite Undertaker matches and stuff like that. So I saved it to the highlights on Instagram if you guys want to check that out. Um, Back over to Twitter, uh, I want to shout out St. Ridley Santos, who had a cool comment that got us thinking, said, y'all should take a moment to note how few people have beaten Goldberg clean within the rules of the match and how many fewer have beaten him squeaky clean. Which, you know, we both uh, had to think about it a little bit. And turns out all of Goldberg's clean losses have come in the past few years at WWE. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, and I, I, when I read that comment from St. Ridley, I was like, you know, I remember him losing. Obviously, the way he lost the streak was with the cattle prod thing and Scott Hall, so I wouldn't call that clean. Um, and then he lost a few other matches. I remember Scott Steiner choking him out with the sign of and the pipe under his neck. And I remember Booker T bookending him on a chair. So there may have been no DQ matches. So, like, I guess within the confines of the rules, it was okay. But I still don't call that clean. It's not a yeah. clean win. So yeah. he never had a serious. clean loss in WCW. His first clean loss ever, ever was to Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 33. Which Wild. is insane. Because when Triple H beat him back when he was initially in WWE, it was never clean. You know, there it was Kane interfering or somebody else and chairs and evolution or whatever. So it was always something. So, um, yeah, the first ever actual clean, just pure competition, athlete to athlete, pure, you know, buttonheads wrestling match. The first ever clean loss ever was in 2017 to Brock Lesnar, which... Brock defeated The Undertaker's undefeated streak at WrestleMania. First man to do that. First man to pin Goldberg clean. In the confines of Yeah, pretty cool. So then Taker's only the second man to ever beat Goldberg clean. Uh, and then he'll go on to lose to Braun Strowman and then Drew McIntyre uh, just this past week at the World yeah. Rumble. Um, there's been some three ways, four ways, tag matches and stuff. Uh, you know, yeah, we don't have to count any of that stuff. Uh, but still, I mean, how what an iconic legacy, and how yeah. cool for Undertaker to be one of only those handful of guys to truly do it clean. So yeah, thanks for that prompt, Saint Ridley. That's cool to think about. And if uh, any of you can fact check us and, and have something we forgot about, uh, I'm sure Saint Ridley does have the facts, so uh, he might correct us next week. Um, I want to shout out, not that they need my shout out, but the great Yokozuna documentary uh, they just put on the network as part of the Icons series. You got a lot of Undertaker. I have not finished it yet. Yeah. He's got a lot of talking heads and interview stuff yeah. on there. And I'm a huge, huge Yokozuna fan. So um, mm-hmm. that was awesome. Very fun to watch. And I want to congratulate our buddies over at the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast who just had their 100th episode of their show release last week. So kudos, congratulations. Congrats, brothers. We know how much hard work that takes. And uh, we uh, raise you a Steve Weiser and say cheers to you guys uh, for all your work. Thank you for all your support of us. And uh, we hope you all will go check out them. Um and what you got? Oh, I was going to – I posed this to you. Well, I told you – I texted you earlier and told you I was going to bring this up. It's, it's a little bit taker-related here, so I just want to bring it up. So Edge has made his mighty return in 2020 at the Royal Rumble. Iconic opponent of Undertaker. Just had you know had an unfortunate accident last year, injury, came back, just won the Royal Rumble in 2021. And it just got me thinking, like, he – since he – Upgraded from Sexton Hardcastle and became Edge in the WWE in 1988. He's never 
Ooh. Like, he left, but he didn't go to TNA. He didn't go to AEW. He didn't go to New Japan and wrestle a couple times like Brock did or Angle did. You know, like, he's he's like Taker and Sean. Like, to me, like, you know, Austin hasn't wrestled again. He didn't come back and wrestle. He's still been a, a Vince guy, but he's, you know, uh, but as far as still wrestling, you know, and coming back, like, like again, Sean and and Taker and Edge are like the three I can think of that have been just like straight company WWE guys and like to me like we've sung Edge's praises a lot on here he I love Edge and I just respect him so much and uh but that just that thought crossed my mind with him winning the Rumble the other day again just how like he's a pillar there too you know like this is the equivalent of Taker winning back in 07 so 07 no yeah, he um, won in 07. Yeah, 07. Yeah, 07. Yeah. yeah. But it's, 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 a, it's an equivalent of just a guy who is a, a, a pillar of the company, an old grizzled vet, and you can always count on, and he's going to win. Like, I just, I don't know, man. It just it, it just it just crossed my mind thinking about it the other night, and I just wanted to bring it up and just see what you thought about that. Uh, they're few and far between, man. Uh, you know, they're only... Guys, really, other than that, you, you got like your Cena's and, and Randy Orton. Yeah. I mean, Randy Orton will be that, and uh, it, it's cool because he's never really, guys. I mean, he's he's coming up on twenty years mm-hmm. now, which is yeah, it blows so just my like, mind. It's, just, it's some rarefied areas. Um, like, my point out there, like it, exactly. Guys. That's what I was trying to yeah. say. There's, yeah. there's really not any more hardly other than that. I mean, yeah. Where's Randy Orton gonna go? TNA? I mean, really? But uh, <laughs> but Edge, he could have. Uh, I think he might have gone to AEW. He talked with That's partly partially why I think they decided to. Uh, oh, medically, oh, you're cleared now. Uh, maybe something a little fishy with that. Um, but uh, yeah, who cares? Whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Um, uh, it is cool that. Pretty much, this will be the only company he ever really wrestled for. I think he was a yeah. jobber in WCW for uh, yeah, his and, couple but, matches. So was, but so was Taker, you know. So right, yeah. And he was that's that's kind of like I just it's like they kind of had that yeah. in WWE. Like Christian went to DNA, not Edge. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, Christian, his boy, who just came back, it was great and emotional to watch him come back. But anyway, it just it just occurred to me like I just put him like. Some people wouldn't put Edge up there, like with a Cena or Orton or a Taker or Sean, but like I do, like I really like he's he is a pillar of that company. So anyway, that's all. Yeah, that's a, that's a cool point, a cool thing to think about. Very rare that we get to talk about it here. And man, we got a short episode, so if you want want some more content, go back in the archives, listen to any of our episodes covering. Any of the Undertaker Edge rivalry, yes, or some of my favorite stuff. Binge all six or seven of them because they had a ton of matches in uh, 2000, 2008 against each other. And that whole rivalry, hands down, some of the best stuff we covered in Undertaker's mm-hmm. career. So some very fun episodes. Um, so definitely go check those out. I think one of them even has our visit to go see the Undertaker. So is on one of those yeah. episodes of Undertaker versus Edge. So um, that is some bonus content if you want to go check that out. You got some free time listening, or you go check out uh, YouTube.com/slash Travis White uh, as well if you want to uh, kill some time and, and hear some great tunes as well. Yeah, I got some more music coming out pretty soon. So yeah, thank you for those of you who have uh, subscribed to it. I was able to get my own YouTube channel now. So thank you, like my own personal. You tra- slash Travis White. So thank you so much for that, and listen to it if it's not your cup of tea. It's fine, but it's what it is. But um, we uh, if you were there in the King Abdullah International Stadium in Jeddah, we want to hear from you for sure. Did you think that the Undertaker was an actual dead man after that jacked up hammer? So, um, uh, yeah, it's crazy, crazy talk, uh, crazy match. But uh, what were your thoughts? And um, again, just uh, let us know your thoughts, ladies and gentlemen, that you were there and. Uh, Thanks for staying on this ride with us. There's not too many more to go, but uh, stay safe out there. And as always, 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 take her easy. Yikes. (laughs) That was rough.